Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Purple Noon, a podcast. I am Stephanie Conti, and I am here with my bestie, the kung fu to my fantasy, Savannah Lanelse. Sweet. Hi, guys. That was very, like, um, that, like, was a very, like, intimidating librarian voice I did. Like, Savannah Lanelse. <laughs> I'm honored, as always. Good, good, good. How you been? It's been too long. We say that every time, but it has been too long. Yeah, it's been it's been rocking and rolling. You know, uh, I got done with. Oh, I like that. It's been (laughs) rocking and rolling. Ooh, I feel like I'm at a sock hop. (laughs) (laughs) I got done with midterms, so that's past those. Nice, nice. Um, that's really it, though. I have just school. It's. Still hot in Florida, none of that fall weather, so. You know, I am, I'm the type of person where in Florida, the moment it turns June, my brain goes, oh, wait, do you mean like three months from fall? And I start wearing sweaters. So I have like, I've just been wearing sweaters since June. Meanwhile, there's like three fans going on in my room right now, (laughs) but I'm not, I'm not giving up on the dream. I'm not giving up on on this false reality I, I desperately want to create. Like, I, I always think, like, I'm like, oh, like, maybe I'll wake up one day and I'll look outside and I'll see, like, little, little brown leaves all over the floor. You know, I won't feel the 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 dry sun and the, the heat, you know, just sucking the life out of me when I open up my window. I think that, you know, kind of like one of those, like, you know, those Halloween, like Hallmark movies where like the minute, like it opens up, you just see all the leaves on the floor and it's like some country cottage home type of stuff. Like, I think I'm going to wake up in that one day, but I don't. You know, that is the one thing I miss about New Jersey. For anyone that knows me, I have little to no, no good things to say about New Jersey. But I do miss the 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 fall looking, you know, aesthetic. Yeah. It's forever summer here until it's like December. And even then, probably not. I was really shocked though, because I was like, oh, maybe I would love to like be like in one of those states right now. But I forgot a, a classmate of mine actually sent a picture and she was like, guys, I don't know what to do. It's already snowing. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and she sent a photo and there was actually like snow on her yard. Oh, and we were like, what? She definitely was, um, I think maybe Wisconsin. She was definitely higher oh, up there. So, see that? I but I was, that. we were like, what? Like, what? And she was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, just with snow all outside. Not like a crazy amount, but like, definitely not October snow level. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, no. But, um, so have you been, and I always like to ask you this, uh, there was a Criterion sale. Um, you didn't get anything, right? No, I'm waiting on that November Barnes and Noble. Sale. I know. I I was going to do it, and I'm like, you know what? Be patient. Be patient. Give yourself time to reflect, because I can't do these. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't just buy a Criterion and like look at it and go, oh yeah, for sure, I want that. No, you unless can't. it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I gotta I gotta dwell on it for a few weeks. You know. Yep. I gotta mm-hmm. let it pop up into my head, and then then my fine my body will finally go. You are ready. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'm probably going to get earlier than the sale is Parasite. Oh, as soon as Parasite was announced, I pre-ordered. I was like, 
I pre-ordered it on Amazon because I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to get that. And two, because of the popularity, I could definitely see it being sold out for a little bit. So as soon as like they announced it, I pre-ordered it, which I never do. I never pre-order Criterions. I'm just kind of like, oh, well, maybe when the time is right. So uh, that says something about Parasite if I actually went out of my way to pre-order it. You know, I might pre-order it after this. That's really, Do it. That's a good idea. Why not? Comes out like in. It literally I believe comes it comes next week, but like the 29th. Be I if the, if you can, I would just so that way you can secure it. Yeah, because it's like ten dollars off the Blu-ray. Yeah, and I think also because I remember like getting it on Amazon. Normally, I go through Barnes and Noble or Criterion, but when I went on Amazon, I actually think it was ten dollars cheaper. It was like thirty instead of forty. So I was like, ooh. So that's why I pre-ordered. All right. I'm probably going to pre-order it after this. Um, okay. So aside from the movies that we've been watching, have you been watching anything lately? So I've been watching a lot of the, like, Halloween stuff. So, for example, I've been watching the the Tree Houses of Horror from The Simpsons to get in the spirit. Oh, nice. And then I've been watching – I got this DVD set with all the old Universal Halloween movies. Like all the like other- Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, that type of stuff. Yeah, so I've been watching that. Nice, uh, nice. That's oh, okay. I started this Irish, um, this Irish like soap opera. I want to call it. Maybe it's not a soap opera. It's on Hulu, but it's this Irish show. It's called Normal People. I'm getting into it. Nice, nice. I've heard of it. it sounds familiar. Yeah. The well, only yeah. thing, though, that I think of whenever I hear Irish is Dairy Girls. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> thing that comes up in my brain. What about you? Um, I've completely finished Euphoria, and I'm so excited because they just announced the two additional episodes coming out in December. So oh, that's cool. going to be pretty fun and exciting. But I've been watching that. Like, I, I've just been re-watching that. But I really, like, lately what I've been – um watching is I always watch YouTube videos, but there's a specific one I want to inform people of. It is called Unis Honest. It's dumb. It's funny. It's great. But these uh, two YouTubers who have been making videos for like a year now, they plan on deleting the channel in about 20 days and deleting all of the videos. So I've just been going back because they literally have like uploaded 340 videos they have uploaded a video every single day so i've just been going back and just re-watching my favorites before it's too late i'm gonna be so upset though if they go huh we're not deleting the channel have access to watch it whatever you want meanwhile i've just been binge watching it as much as i can before then i'll check i'll check out the videos i know you showed me a few yeah uh definitely the, the classic i would recommend is uh peace sauna okay (laughs) (laughs) this really shows you're just like oh i've been watching classic movies and i'm like i'm watching two grown men doing a sauna in their own piss (laughs) this is the intelligent level we're working here at purple noon i mean it's entertaining as hell though so definitely check it out um pee sauna there's a lot of pee videos i don't know why it's probably because they're boys yeah yeah a lot of pee related videos but it's great content really great stuff All right, so are you ready to jump into the reviews? Always. All right, so today, you know it's been a while, so we're bringing bringing some uh, 
lengthy, no short films today. We're going to be talking about three spooky horror Halloween appropriate films. Um, the first one we're going to start off with is um, an animation film called Monster House. Uh, the film came out in 2006, and I believe it was available on Tubi. Yeah, Tubi was where I watched it on. And it's about three teens discover that their neighbor's house is a really a living, breathing, scary monster. Um, it's directed by Gil Kennan, written by Dan Harmon from... Dan, wait, is the iCarly dude? Is it? I think that's the Nickelodeon guy, right? Dan Harmon. Hold on, let's see this real quick. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, no, 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 no. Rick and Morty. Dan Harmon is Rick and Morty. Rick and the writer. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. I see. I do see some influences. Pretty but um, cool. it stars uh, Mitchell Musso, Mitchell Musso, Sam Lerner, and Spencer Locke. Okay. Dang, Dan Harmon. Wow. Okay. But all right. So Savannah, what did you think of Monster House? You know, I I I haven't watched this since I was a kid, and upon you know obviously newer viewing. This movie is really dark for kids. Yeah. Like looking back at it, I didn't realize how movie like how this movie is like kind of on the darker side for a kid movie. But I mean, it does now make more sense with now knowing that Dan Harmon is behind it. Yeah. But I guess like I think that's the beauty of it too. That I could kind of watch this and be like, ooh, that's that's spooky even for me. Even yeah, like, like so, you know. would definitely recommend it for those who have not seen it. You would definitely recommend it. Yeah, because I I think people our age and even me, like, I'm not gonna go if I have if I if I haven't seen it, I'm not gonna go watch a movie from the 2000s, a kid movie, um, just because like I don't I don't want to unless unless it was like a childhood classic of mine. But um, for this movie, I I do think like for all ages, you can get a pretty good scare out of it, or it at least makes you feel creepy. For sure. And I, this was one of my favorites growing up. Like, and I was a little bit um, surprised because I remember when it first came out, they showed it a lot. But then after like the first one or two years, I never really saw it again during the season. Like a lot of other yeah. movies just came like always Halloween Town comes up. And you know, there's that the one movie that I can't remember the name of with the witch with the orange hair and the weird graphics and stuff that always yeah. came back around. But I, I always remember loving this movie and especially um, in correlation to, you know, because after when I first saw this movie, I then saw the movie House. So it was kind of like, oh, like, OK, like I like this. It kind of reminds me of Monster House. So it was yeah. like my my like little adolescence jumping into like an adult world of horror movies in that similar genre. Yeah, I really I was surprised, though, how, in my opinion, it really does hold up still. Like, whether, like, as a kid back then and looking at it as an adult now, like, it's still a great horror movie. It's still a great Halloween animation film. Definitely, definitely. And I, I think it's also very different from all the different – because a lot of Halloween animations focus – on the fact that it's Halloween. Like, it'll be like, oh no, it's Halloween. There's some disaster going on because it's Halloween. Like, or yeah. some, you know, weird stuff like that. Whereas Halloween is kind of a subplot to it where it's like, oh, this just so happens to happen on Halloween. Um, but I I really, really um, enjoyed the film. Even, like, I knew I loved it as a kid, but I, I, I kind of still look at it the same as an adult. Did you have any, like, favorite aspects of the film 
Like, was there like any particular thing that really, really stuck with you in this movie? Even as a kid, I think the one thing that like stuck with me is just the fact that the house was actually a person. Because, you know, like you said, like with haunt, especially like with Halloween haunted house movies in general. Oh, there was a ghost or, you know, oh, there's this person died in the house. Like even just the concept of the house is very, oh, I should have said a spoiler alert. Sorry. Even just (laughs) it's fine. Even just the concept of what the house really is is scary. I remember just being like, oh, my gosh, like. Yeah. And the fact that like this is like because like you said, with a lot of horror films, it's like, oh, someone died in this house. But the fact that in this children's film, they literally show you, yes, someone did die. And here is the body. That was something that I was like, oh, oh, yeah, they really did show the woman who died, who was like cemented and stuff. And they showed her bones and all stuff like that. Right. Um. Which is really, like, I think it's such an interesting story, like an interesting ghost story, too. And it makes a lot more sense because, like, let's be real. If someone dies in a house, like, you are not – like it's like, okay, you're, you're haunting the house and stuff like that. But the fact that they made this woman be buried into the house, like, literally become a part of the house makes so much sense. Oh, yeah, especially because of how, like, the house sort of – it's not a regular haunted house, too. Like, the house is actually, like, pretty much alive. Like, yeah. It's not just sounds and, like, oh, the wind. Like, no. Like, the house is, like, a whole character. Mm-hmm. Or you even know it's a character. So, I, I think that in that sense, it does make more sense than, like, oh, it's a, it's a ghost. Um, I also liked the, I guess, the main character. What's his name? DJ? Mm-hmm. I thought he was good. The girl was a little annoying, I always thought. Yeah, she was kind of supposed to be like that very stereotypic, like, oh, I'm a Girl Scout and I'm perfect and I go to private school and stuff like that. Yeah, but I thought in general the cast was like a a good bunch of, they were created well. I think one thing I also really like about the movie and what I think stands out to me is that when you watch every, all these, you know, animated characters act and- their body movements and everything are um, actually very realistic to how kids act. And I ended up learning that it's because they actually made the child actors, when they were saying their lines, put on motion capture suits. So a lot of their motions are literally the motions of the kids playing them, which I thought was brilliant because not too much motion capture is used in animation films these days. Or I mean, like, Obviously, like, at things like Planet of the Apes, where, like, you would need stuff like that. But, like, I don't think something like Frozen uses motion capture or anything like that. No, no, yeah. So, it was, I was really, like, because I did notice how, like, very realistic the way these kids moved and everything and how they kind of, like, how they reacted and how they talked and everything, which Mm -hmm. I really appreciate the realism. So, I was, like, I was, like, that's pretty cool to know that they were actually um, in motion captured suits for it. Yeah, very cool. Um, and also, um, I was very surprised too, because even though I said who the main characters are, I was very surprised to learn how many um, like cameos were in the movie. There's quite a few cameos that I didn't realize until I was looking at the the um, the list. Did you did you recognize any of the the other voices, like any particular voices or anything? Um, I know 
the the dad was the guy from everybody Fred Willard and then I know one of the people were one of the actresses was Maggie Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. and I think that's all I recognized so I the mom was Catherine O'Hara oh cool the Maggie Gyllenhaal was Z. She was the the babysitter. Okay. Yeah, then you had Jason Lee as Bones. Oh, and cool. the two cops were Kevin James and Nick Cannon. I didn't catch that. And then you know the 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 nerd. Uh, his name they, he went by Skull. He was the yeah. one who was playing games in the pizza place. That's uh John Heater, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I hear it now. I hear it now. Hmm. So I, I I really like this movie. I think in terms of like it's it's still an animation film, and there's not. It, it, I don't want to say there isn't a lot to it, but there isn't a lot to it. But yet, it really is more than the average expectation for a type of movie like this. Right. Yeah. So with that being said, what would you give Monster House as a rating? I give it an eight. An eight? Yeah, I I feel comfortable with that too. I think it's a really good. Um, definitely top tier animation film like in in terms of me like top tier animation film almost in general i'm not a huge disney person i'm sorry people who like <gasps> love disney and stuff like that are probably clenching their heart but <laughs> this one is something where it's like yeah like this is the type of animation film that you could put on and i'll watch over and over again all right all right so now kind of seeing how not only my taste was influenced by um monster house but also now kind of seeing maybe where monster house got a little inspiration from we're gonna look at the criterion house or just house that came out in 1977 and it's about a schoolgirl and six of her classmates travel to her aunt's country home which turns out to be haunted um it is directed by uh and i might botch botch this um it's uh nobuhiku obayashi and the main girl uh, who plays fantasy is uh, Kumiko Uba. And this uh, movie is currently available on, like I said, in the collection as well as on the Criterion channel. So, Savannah, I first showed you this movie, what, two years ago, maybe? It's a special movie because we watched it together. Yes, yes. So, now re Okay, so just when I first showed you House, what was your reaction? I was like, what is this? From the beginning of the movie, I'm like, this is not real. This is not real. <laughs> Someone didn't put this out and was serious about it. Um, obviously, as the movie went on, I was like, okay, I understand. In the beginning, though, I remember just thinking, like, this is some... What did you it's, call it? it you call it, it It's something. a fantasy film. <laughs> yeah, like... And that is the director's own words. He doesn't think of this as a horror film. He thinks of it, and it's based off of his um, his daughter's nightmare that she once told him, which is pretty cool. Like, could you imagine going to your dad and your dad's like, I'm going to make that into a movie for you? Well, that's also terrifying. Yeah, yeah. That's also terrifying because now it's like, thanks, dad. Now I get to see it. But rewatching it, I, I from a more from a more prepared stance, I really, <laughs> I really know. Like I really do like the movie, especially I could appreciate some of the the deaths in it, the scenes, and yeah, I really like the as- some aspects of it. It's pretty good. It definitely has parts of it that are cheesy. I mean, like let's oh, just okay. let, let's, right. 
let's look at these um uh the, the, the main character's names. First of all, and I made a mistake. It's not fantasy who's the main character. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous, of course, is the main character. Then you have Kung Fu. You have Prof, which is like short for professor, so the smart one. You have Mac, as in Big Mac. <laughs> you have Melody and Sweet. Those are the girls, the, the main girls that this story follows. So, and it, it really is cheesy. They really all do live up to their names and stuff. Um, but it, it's so cheesy, but so good at the same time, you and know? Honestly, like, some of the effects are a little gimmicky. Like, okay, let, let's talk about, well, we got to talk about your favorite, your favorite aspect of this movie. All right, so guys, <laughs> if you watch this movie for anything, there is a random cat a close-up of the, a cat like a white cat that screams not like a regular cat that's straight up screaming and it's a close-up and all of a sudden like the, I, I don't remember what the the pat that's how good the scene is I don't remember what was going on before but all of a sudden you just get a close-up cat cat face going that's it. That's why you watch the best. Movie. It literally was when when all the girls. I think they had um, I think they they hit the cat poster or something like that. Like pretty much the house was collapsing, the house was collapsing and everything. Um, and that's when like there was like that was when the the water was rising and you know the two the the two girls were on the little raft. Oh and yes, stuff I like remember that. now. All right, yeah. so let's let's. Let's kind of break down. Um, I'm going to go through. I'm going to see if I can find like all like I'm going to look up the parental guide and just go through all the crazy stuff that happens in here. Um, I was a little bit surprised with because I was a little bit surprised with the nudity, considering these girls are supposed to be young schoolgirls. I'm not surprised. I mean, the film was already like just to be honest, the film was already over the top. So I feel like the director just kind of went over the top with everything. Yeah. Oh, so he's like, oh, we have you know a cat screaming, we have a piano cup. Nope, we're gonna have them naked at some point. You know what I mean? I I do feel like <coughs> kind of went down that road. Yeah, I mean, like he already went so far and stuff like that. But so there is um. Isn't there also one point where like you kind of like there is also <clears throat> oh sorry um there's a point where like this you kind of see like this girl dismembered right oh yeah and her like her her feet are like going like that's when she's being eaten by the piano where you just see like her body parts and stuff like that kind of floating in the air and stuff yeah so I, I would say the film can get a little so it can get gory but like we're talking about like 1970s gory. So like it, it's a it's very gimmicky. You can talk. Yeah, no, this isn't like Saw or anything like that. This is like the most candy pop horror film you will ever see because yeah. everything is in such bright colors and things like that. And a lot of it doesn't. I don't want to say doesn't take itself seriously, but a lot of it it's not meant to be like oh my god. It's it's more meant for that what kind of factor. Like you're kind of supposed to be like what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a girl who's eaten by uh, eaten by a possessed piano. Um, there's a girl who's in the clock, and then like the, just the blood cl- comes through and everything like that. That was actually a nice, uh, say, a nice frame. Cool. That was pretty. Cool. That was pretty cool. Um, there's several. 
who burst into flames? <laughs> it's saying here that someone burst into flames. I don't remember that. Wasn't it? I remember a fire. I don't remember anybody like bursting into. Maybe somebody catches. That's fire. weird. Um, I'm trying to figure. Oh, out. the watermelon. Oh, that's how Mac dies, right? Yeah, that's how Mac dies. Mac, uh, the watermelon is lowered into the well. They pull it out, and then it's the girl's head, and she's like, <gasps> and she bites the other girl. Oh, I hit my mic. She bites the other girl in the butt. Yeah, very. <laughs> is there? Do you have a? Because there, it, it really is. Even though a lot of this stuff is very weird, and you might be like, "What?" It's filmed beautifully. Like the filming and the editing is done so well. I think that's why it's in the criterion because I can't imagine for the plot or the action. And plus, you don't see anything. Like, nothing comes close to this film. Like, literally, the only thing that comes close to this film is Monster House because it has the same premise of, like, the monster going after children. But other than that, like, it's still a completely di different movie on its, on its own. And in terms of filming and the way the, the way the movie looks, you don't see anything like it. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, what was I? I was going to – the coloring is very unique, but if I had to compare it to everything, anything, it's the pastel version of Suspiria. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. The coloring aspect reminded me of Suspiria, but like in a more – like you were saying, a candy pop Definitely. Yeah, and a candy pop, like very, you know, like like all fantasy. It just kind of feels like one huge, you know, LSD dream. Um, fever dream of a movie for sure, yes. I do remember. Um, oh, there was also the girl who was killed by the mattress. I forgot about the mattress. The girl was killed by the mattress where like all the mattresses fell on her and stuff like that. Um, I do remember in terms of like really things that I really enjoyed of the film, got to give it to Kung Fu. Kung Fu was was a great character. How she would literally just come in and be like the superhero. And they really just like had this young girl just flying all around the room doing like her karate moves and yeah. stuff was just brilliant. Yeah. Um, there was a really great scene where um Gorgeous is in the bath and you kind of see like hair. Like it almost looks like like hair creeping up on her. Yeah. Um, I thought that was done really well. And then also the when she's doing her makeup in the mirror. Yeah. I thought was really filmed really, really well too. Agreed. I like the I think my favorite character though would be the aunt. Oh, I mean, yeah, she's the one who's controlling everything and doing Crazy she was one. creepy. The woman who played her was really creepy. Like I remember, I think wasn't there a point where like she was like crawling, like not on the ceiling, but like in some like uh, hot above them, like in an area above them. Yeah, and I yeah. just remember like in the kitchen area, I think it was. Yes. I thought she was great. She made She was really good. That and the she cat. Was, the, the cat. The cat stole the, the show. Cat the cat, if you're gonna watch this movie, the cat. The cat is on the cover. That's that's who the star is. He's on the cover of the DVD. Hey, honestly, you have a point there. That's it. You they really? know what they were doing when they put the, the cat in. So let me ask you this. Is the cat a part of the ant who's a ghost or is the cat a part of the house? I don't know. I would say the, the ant. I would think the ant. I would think the ant. Okay, wait. Cat, how do they make that cat scream like that? Is that a fake cat? No, I, I, I just think maybe like... <laughs> 
what they probably did was maybe they scared the cat and like <laughs> went and then like it went Aah! like because it that's like the, that's the face that it would make. Um, I also just think it's a very isn't it? I think it's like a Persian cat or something like that. And I think yeah. it's just the way that cat. It, it's such a that scene is so iconic though. Like you could literally find gifs of it, like multiple gifs of it. It's so good. The best. That's why you watch it. That. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm also, if there's any, I'm trying to think. Let me see what other stuff. Um, Now, did the, because the cover of the house, like the Criterion cover, it's technically supposed to be the house on fire, right? Is that, that's how the movie ends, right? Yeah. D- yes. Doesn't it? Okay. Okay. Because I was very, like, because I, I was kind of realized, I'm like, wait, isn't the cover, like, of the fire and stuff like that? Yeah, but it's also the cat as well. <laughs> I'm not letting go of the cat. So, the cat. The cat's the star of the show, of course. <laughs> oh, I also really, really enjoyed those, um, those like black and white flashbacks that they would do to kind of reveal more about the ant and everything like that. Yeah. I, I did enjoy those. No, there's definitely a lot of well done scenes in the movie. It, it's overall, like it's very 1970s. It's very, very fantasy fever dreamish, but they do mm-hmm. really as good of a job as you can do with that type of movie for sure and then there's nothing like this movie like you think like oh it might be like like no you're never gonna see anything like this movie and if you guys do know a movie close to this or reminds you of this please let us know because i would be more than happy to watch that movie yeah for sure all right let's see all right. Are you ready to lead us into the last film, Spirited Away? Wait, we didn't rate it. Oh my God, what a sin. Uh, <laughs> uh, House gets a 10 out of 10 because of the rewatchability. I can watch that movie like every three months and be cool with it. Yeah, I give it a nine. I give it. I, and just also, for the, that, for the cat, just for the fact for the cat, and just for the fact that you said, like, there's not another movie like it. And it's very, like, it's a good movie to watch with your friends, too. At least I think so. For sure. For sure. That's definitely, if, if COVID wasn't a thing and if we were going to have a big movie night and stuff like that, <laughs> that was going to be the last time we had movie night with our friends. I said, Tusk, and no one let me pick again. So if I had the opportunity, I would have been like, how soon for all of us to watch? So listen, we're still talking about Tusk you know so oh i know i know we, we will get to that man that is horror so maybe that does have to be have to be you know reviewed sooner oh true Cutter. i saw something that was like tusk related it was very weird though yeah someone was like actually making like it t- just popped up on my instagram where it was like it was mr tusk that like someone's like look i'm making mr tusk but was actually making like a little tiny figurine of tusk i don't like that very weird very weird and jarring yeah don't like but that. house 10 i would definitely give house a 10 out of 10 i don't know it's just one of those things too where it's like if i'm going to show any single person a criterion the first movie i always pick is house i don't pick purple noon i don't pick any of that stuff i pick house and that's probably the wrong thing to do because it would probably like make people want to go like, no, I don't want to know any more about the criteria. I don't want to know about your religion. I don't want to know about the Criterion Collection or anything. Uh, yeah, stuff. Maybe don't introduce I think that was the second. Wasn't that? No, I showed you Purple Noon. 
Then I showed you I showed you another Elaine DeLong film. And we then House. And then, yeah, we jumped into House. <laughs> Man, what a train ride. I was like, all right, if she likes Elaine DeLong, she can make the commitment to House. <laughs> I don't know how I made that correlation, but I did. No. Stephanie, you know the first Criterion you ever showed me? It wasn't Purple Noon. You know what it was? What? It was white. No, that came after. Are you sure? I knew I knew it was purple noon or white. That came after. That was like the third or fourth one I showed you. Cause I remember I remember giving you an Elaine Delore. I think I gave you uh either La Notte or like La Nota de Bianchi or some crap like that. Um some Italian Marcello Mestroiani film. Um No, it was purple noon. For sure okay. it was purple it, it noon. It was purple noon, but then it was white. And then it might have been house. Yes. That is the order. Oh, that is the, the, the holy trinity. <laughs> the holy trinity of purple noon is purple noon, uh, three colors white, and house. What a more diverse <laughs> type of films I to have. I would not have wanted it any other way. I mean, those, like, honestly, real talk, those are, like, the top in the top five yeah, of, no. like, best Criterion films ever made. Top five for sure. Definitely. Definitely. All okay. right. Spirited away, guys. Woo. Our first anime film. Woo. We're weebs. We're weebs now. All right. So Spirited Away came out in <laughs> 2001. It's directed by Hayao Miyazaki. I hope I pronounced that right. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to talk about the main cast because there is a lot of people involved and there are different casts for the dub version and the Japanese version. So I'm going to try to get everybody mm-hmm. um chiro is played by rumi hagari the japanese version and then davy chase in the english version and then suzanne plushit plushit is played uh plays yababa and zaniba and mayu irino plays haku and then james marsden plays the english version of Jason Marsden, not not good old James Marsden. Not Dreamboat, James. Excuse me. No, not Dreamboat. It's just it's just regular boat. Marsden. It was (laughs) regular boat. He's a cutie. No offense, Jason Marsden. Oh, he's goofy. He's he's Max. What? Wow! What a career! What a career! Right? He's 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 Max. So 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 you know. So, uh, question, did you watch the Japanese or the dubbed? Oh, I watched the dub. Okay, same. I watched the dub. So that's I, I, for some reason, there's there's just so, okay. So, like, uh, real quick thing. Like, for example, um, there are certain things where I, I, I was cool. Like, as soon as I heard the voices, I was cool with it. If there's a specific anime, whether it be in English or Japanese, if there's a voice, I cannot stand. I cannot watch it. I have to switch to the other language. And a perfect example of that would be my hero academia i everyone love this is so off topic everyone loves that character froggy i can't stand her and i can't stand any version of her voice acting so i stopped (laughs) watching the show because of it i really like i really can't like it's just something like it it triggers a flight or fright response (laughs) i can't deal with it and everyone's like, oh, but Froggy's so great. I'm like, she sucks. I'm sorry I had that rant. 
And I'm sorry to any weebs or otakus who I've offended. No, it's funny because I switch too, but it's not for the voices. I just like to get a variety, like it's diversity, you know? So I watch this one in English, but I'll watch different animes like uh, my Perfect Blue. I'll watch that in Japanese. Just, just to gotcha. perspective, you know, just to switch it up. Um, but I'm kind of glad I watched this one in English because, so I'm going to be honest, I, I, I had to turn away for a lot of it. Um, because there was a frog in every scene. Oh, yeah. Nobody told me. Nobody told me there was a frog in every scene. I was So, fun fact, a little background information. Savannah's not good with frogs. Clearly. (laughs) That's what I think about frogs. I'm just going to leave. You think of them as what? They're Satan's pets. That's what they are to me. I'm going to leave it at there. I'm not going to make any more commentary, but I'm just letting everybody know. My scoring is going to be a little biased tonight. Whoa, hold on, hold on. Where's your professionalism, Savannah? You're literally go for this one. Whoa, no, 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 no. Hey, here's the difference. Those frogs in the movie were wearing hats. They get bonus points. Not okay. The the listen, it wasn't the fact that they were little hat frog, like those were fine because at least they were civilized. They had clothes, (laughs) but then there were like statues. And then there was one regular frog that was just jumping around. Didn't appreciate it. And I didn't understand the significance of the frogs. Okay, like, I understand. Like, look, I don't like frogs. And because you know me, where when I was younger, I had a cousin who was like, Steph, look at this frog. And I was like, get away from me. And he let this frog jump in my mouth. And it was the grossest thing ever. And yeah, I haven't talked to that cousin since then. Same Um, But but I don't hate frogs as much as you do. I don't like them. But what what is it about a frog for you that just like for me, froggy triggers a flight and flight, but just frogs triggers yeah. flight or like frogs in general. Yeah. So um, what is it? I had a very traumatic experience with frogs. Just very, from from like a, a multiple traumatic experiences. Multiple. Multiple. One with a regular frog and another with a toad. So you can imagine, I have, so here's, here, all right, you're right. Man, was your childhood, like, terrifying reading that frog and toad book? (laughs) I would for years, you don't know, like, and this is a serious, this is, I'm not even trying to be funny, for years, I, I would, would, I would avoid anything with the frog in it, books, movies, anything. If, if I knew there was gonna, there was possibly a place that had a frog, wasn't gonna go. Didn't go to Puerto Rico for a long time. Because of the cookies. The cookies. cookies. Imagine, I I, I live there now on and off, just for some context. I was terrified. Are you the type of person that dissociates when you see a frog? Probably. I I haven't (laughs) seen a frog in Puerto Rico yet, so I was okay. But if I know in advance that area that we're going to go to might have a frog, I will not go. That is wow. I've gone better over the years. I'm able to watch a frog on TV now. A specific type of frog. Animation. <laughs> Anime frog. Oh, wait. So wait, what about the the hello, my baby? Hello, my darling. Like, does that terrify you? It used to, but I'm okay now. Okay, okay. Because I'm like, no, it's it's singing. It's not real, you know? So the animation, I was disgusted, but I could watch it because I, I, I was just like, ugh, Satan's pets. So I'll have my own personal scoring because Stephanie's right. I can't let that get into my professional movie review. So then here's what you're just going to have to do. You're just going to have to give a score, including Frog, 
and excluding frog. That's it. Because obviously I can't let that affect my professionalism. So thank you, Stephanie, for bringing me back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Bringing me back to the the degree I work on. (laughs) You know, to the standard we have here at Purple Moon. Anyway, I really hope nobody... I put this out into the world now. I think I'm going to get more crap for not liking Froggy, this so-called beloved anime character that I can't stand, than you just not liking frogs in reality. I hope I can find I think you're good. I I hope I can find a community. If you guys don't like frogs either, just like us. Hit us up. I think you're confusing the words community and cult. (laughs) I would like a community of people who don't like frogs and would like them to go extinct like I would. You know, to each their own, to each their own. And I hope, and you know, I love you. And I hope that you find the help that you need. No. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, Stephanie, what do you, what do you think of the movie though? Let's, let's. So, okay. Okay. We'll change the topic. So this, I actually never had seen Spirited Away before. Um, this was my first time seeing it. I, the only Hayao Miyazaki film I have seen um, was Howl's Moving Castle, which I'm surprised I never got into any of these films because I literally, there was a moment in my life where for four weeks straight, maybe seven <laughs> weeks, four weeks. Where, where I literally, every night, I, I wanted to be a little fancy man, you know? So I would sit down and I'd make tea and I'd watch Howl's Moving Castle every night for seven weeks or so. And it, I, I haven't seen it since. I mean, I've seen a lifetime's worth, but I'm surprised I never got into Spirited Away or any of that stuff, any other Miyazaki films. I only watched House Moving Castle. So being able to finally see like, oh, okay, like let's, it's finally time. Now it's time to get into it. Um, This movie was not what I was expecting. No. Okay. So I've only seen the opening scene of Spirited Away. So when they get to the what, what what they thought was an abandoned amusement park. I've only seen that, and I've just never got to finish it. So I obviously really liked that. I was like, oh, this is really cool so far. It took a, a, a very different turn. Sharp I turn. It took a very sharp turn than what I was expecting as well. There is nothing, like, because I really, like, I I... I only knew of the no face guy. Like that was the only other thing I knew about this film was like the fact that there was this no face guy. I thought that it was going to be like this girl and no face in a weird land and things like that, which is technically true, but not, it it was definitely not to the capacity of this film that I thought it was. Um, It really is, uh, is a fantastic animation film. It really is like I like I said, I just totally denounced Disney for a hot minute. Um, but there's something about like Miyazaki films that are just incredible because they are something that like it, it, unimaginable, honestly. Like there's there was so, just so many things a part of this film that I would have never thought of from the parents turning into pigs to those weird little like those heads that kept stacking on each other and stuff like that to the no face demon to the bathhouse and how everything ended up being and stuff like that like it's a wild ride of a film but it's an excellent film i i definitely give it credit to where like you're not gonna see another movie like this it's kind of like how sue where like it's a very it's also like I'd say it's like a fantasy film and it's nothing what you're going to expect. So if you want to watch a movie, just go into it blind. I think this is the perfect movie. 
And there's a lot of aspects about the... So she, the character goes essentially into like a spiritual world, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it is. And there's a lot of aspects about the movie, kind of how she has to navigate through this world. I like the the witch of the bathhouse. I really liked her character. I was like, that's pretty cool. I like uh, Haku. I loved his character, little Haku. I like the connection. I like the dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to lie. This is a weird one. It's a weird movie. No, it 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 it's a, it really is a lot to handle because there's so much happening at once because you literally go from oh yeah there this there's this girl and her parents are at an abandoned theme park to now this girl is actually now Chihiro is actually now being called an entirely different name and has an entirely a different identity right now. Like it's a full transformation. It feels more like multiple movies in one thing than just one movie. And that's not, like, a bad thing or anything. Like, it's fantastic how this movie really transforms. Because at first, it was, like, I I, I had to pause it, and I kind of stopped watching it for the day, and then I went back to it. But once things started, like, unraveling, like, the minute after um, uh, Chihiro, when she went to where the... I don't I think it was the coal the coal miner like the weird spider dude uh, I I forgot yeah, his yeah. name yeah but uh, I think his name was Kamaji but um Kamaji he w- with the little coal little dust bunny things and stuff they like that cute. they were cute but that's when I started going like huh and I couldn't take my eyes off the screen because it just progressed and progressed and progressed and just got weirder and weirder um I am and also say, yeah go ahead go ahead oh no 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 you say no, first no, I was just gonna say if you like more of a I usually like films that are more even in the fantasy films that progress more logically mm-hmm. that, like okay like I can answer my questions like this is going on why this is going on this person if you like movies like that you might not like this movie because I'm gonna be honest it doesn't make sense logically. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get answers for a lot of it. You're going to be like, okay, why is there a million frogs, for example? How did this person get there? How did that person get there? Why is there a bathhouse in the spirit? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. There's so many questions that need to be asked. So like, if, if that's the type of person you are, you might look at this movie and be like, this is a really weird movie. It doesn't make sense. Why so, is this happening? And I think I have an explanation for that because I kind of wanted to look up some trivia and see some information about this film. So apparently, um, with Spirited Away and most of Miyazaki's films, he actually doesn't have scripts. Okay. And he says, and this is a quote from him, I don't have the story finished and ready when we are start to work on a film. I don't have the time. So the story develops when I start drawing storyboards. The production starts very soon thereafter. And while the storyboards are still developing, uh, and then it goes, da, 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 Miyazaki does not know where the plot is going and he lets it happen organically. And he says, it's not me who makes the film. The film makes itself and I have no choice but to follow it. Right. Genius. I can that. I God that. mode. Like that's crazy. Like to do, and, but it also makes sense. There is a, a like a main story that the the that it, oh, it is yeah. followed, but there's so many different subplots that it would make sense that there's not a full script 
for it. And I think that really just proves like what I said, how it feels like multiple different movies. Now, let me ask you this though, because I've mm-hmm. seen how the, the moving castle one and I've seen my neighbor Totoro. Okay. I, I do feel like this film is way more out there than those two. Yeah. That's why I'm saying like, if, even if you've seen his other movies, this one is way more, like you were saying, there's several different plot, you know, things going on. Some of the characters are crazy. No face is just I, wasn't what I was expecting at all either. Yeah, no, I wasn't even expecting No Face to have a voice, a weird voice, might I add. Oh, like the human God. version of him was like, ah, like it was so weird. It was, oh, yeah, the, uh huh, yeah, uh huh. And then all of a sudden, oh, so like, weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of creepy. So even I, in my opinion, I do feel like, and maybe you feel different or the same, I do feel like this movie is a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say much because I, I do like I like the aspects of it, but it's a lot. It's way more, a lot more going on than the other films he has, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think um, I, I I agree with that. I don't think view it as a bad thing though, because no, I think especially there is an issue I believe with animation films where they are really too simplified. Like I understand that a lot of them are meant for younger audiences, but there's I've always had like. I don't know, like I've always, I never really favored animation films or had a a true soft spot for them because I've always felt like after a certain age, I grew out of them and I couldn't look back at them and look at them the same way. There are some films, of course, like something like Ratatouille or like uh, Monster House, things like that, where it's like, no matter at what age you can enjoy it. And although this would be a bit much for maybe a younger audience, I think this is something where it's really good because a like me if i had watched this when i was younger i could have grown more into it as i kept watching it over the years i agree i think i would say maybe no one younger than like 11 i i think just picturing my younger self at 8 or 9 i would have gotten zero nothing i would have been like i have no clue what's going on but like you're saying if you watch this multiple times younger and even now you grow into the film for sure mm-hmm. And the characters are so likable. Haku is so lovable. Chihiro is so lovable. You find other characters that you like too. Eventually, you kind of like No Face. He's cool. Yeah, a lot of these creepy characters and everything were like, especially like uh, Kamaji and things like that were characters. The old lady was grotesque, but they soon became characters that, you know, they were no longer viewed as monsters or, you know, these ugly evil spirits or whatever you grew to love them over time yeah even something like um with no face when he literally went from like just this quietly creeping lurking ghost-like figure to then literally eating people yeah then to him wanting to like be like a little knitting apprentice what that's such a that's (laughs) such a great transformation yeah I like I said, I, I think you shouldn't go into this movie with expectations because, like I said, I feel like it's way different than his other films. I think you should just go in like, okay, like I'm ready for whatever. That's the best way to go into this film, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I w- I wanted to ask you a question about the character Haku, Haku. because I wasn't too sure about something so i know we so obviously spoiler alert um it is revealed that um haku is actually a river spirit so he was a 
he's kind of like the living embodiment of a river that was um taken away or torn down whatever you want to say yeah um and so he's kind of like this lost spirit and he doesn't know where to go and he doesn't know who he is because once was what his home was is gone uh, which yeah. i think is genius you know to do that but there was i think a moment where when he was in like the little dragon form and chihiro is on him and he almost has like it looked like a flashback i could have maybe missaw it but it almost looked like a flashback with an older chihiro uh mm. i i i could be just you know, I, I maybe just looked away and maybe might have saw something weird or something like that. But I, I just remember that and being like, what was that? I watched this movie about a week and a half ago, so I would have to rewatch it because it was what you're describing is probably very quick. Mm-hmm. So I don't really remember per se. Gotcha. But I know they met because apparently she was in the river one day. And, like, she lost her shoe, so she went into the river, like, when she was younger. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how they're connected because she, like, you know, they met at one point, I guess, when he was water. Um, but I don't know other than that what – I don't know if there was a flashback or something. Oh, no, it was – okay. It was when she was a child. Okay. So I thought it was when she was older because, like, it's a very quick scene, so I might have just looked at it weird. No, but I it was when she was that. a child. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That, that was a flashback. Gotcha. Okay, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. It that's so cute. cute. It was super cute. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, we have to talk about the star of the show. The star of the show of this movie, and I know people are going to be like, no, it's Jahiro. No, it's Haku. No, it's Bo when he turns into the little mouse. I love him. Right? Wasn't that sweet? I love it. And I love the whole, like, little bird thing, just trying to carry his little fat ass all over. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Immediately while looking up, I was like, how do I get a little plush, a little plush animal, like a little plush toy of him? I like that. I was like, oh. It was so cute. It, he was almost like this little purple hippopotamus, little mouse hybrid thing, and it was the cutest thing ever. You know, I was too, I loved it. I loved up. it. They glowed up. They were some fat baby and then some gross animal. And then they became. Ew. Like, it was like a little bird with like an old woman's face. Yeah. It gross. Was gross. And then they became this cute little team and it was the best. The best. Also, I totally was not expecting that, but also loved the fact where it was like, thank you for adding this element in. I will cherish this moment from here on out. Like the moment that they were added in and like it, a lot of things just came across like left field. Like, obviously, the whole main plot was for her to go back to her parents. But the fact where it's like, I have to help Haku, I have to help, um, I have to, you know, go help Zaniba and everything like that was totally things I was not expecting. Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of different plot twists in the movie. Not like, oh, surprises, but like the movie took several different turns than the actual like core story. I do have a question. Yeah. The older girl that she sort of follows around in the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. So I never understood the other, like, the girls and the other people in the movie besides the creatures. Are they just lost spirits, too? Or they were they humans at one point that got lost? So I think maybe she might have been because it seemed like there was just kind of like a human team. 
like I think her name was um Rin. Yeah. I believe her name was Rin. So she might have been, or at least maybe she was kind of like what Haku mm-hmm. is, where maybe she was a spirit of something else, just okay. kind of like in in like almost a human form embodiment and stuff like that. So maybe that could be it, but I don't know. I, I don't think there was um I I think too making a character like um was it Yin or Jin? Yeah, Rin, sorry, yeah. Rin. Making a character like Rin in a more human form. Because like when you first see everyone, everyone is like a weird creature or some type of thing. And the only person is Haku. But then you kind of start seeing glimpses of, yeah. you know, more human-like representation, which I did like. Um, but it also made... I think in her eyes, like for the main character, kind of made it a little bit more like reality. Because if it was still like only her, like the only only human looking person, it would have been maybe a little too jarring, if that makes any sense. Especially since she's someone who just all of a sudden can't remember her name. And she only remembers that her parents are now pigs. Yeah. And she can't <laughs> determine when. She's just kind of struggling through everything. So I think making um, Rin into another form wouldn't have worked so well. Okay. No, I was just wondering because I was like, okay, so they're humans here. But that makes sense. I think that it's like human embodiment, but I th- I think she might be the only human. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. But okay, so do you have any other like favorite elements or things you want to talk about with this movie? I think it's overall a fantastic film. Uh, no, I said everything. Like I said, um, Definitely going with this film with no expectations because I thought this movie was going to go one way and then when it went another way, I was like, all right, cool. Um, And it's definitely different. It's definitely a lot, but I think it definitely – because not going to lie, after it was done, I was like, that was a little too weird. But after Mm -hmm. pondering it, I'm like, no, it was a pretty good film. So just give it a chance. Just give it a chance, especially people that are maybe not into anime. Give mm-hmm. it a chance, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as someone who hasn't seen, like, a, a, a you know, a Miyazaki film in years, it was really nice going, even though it kind of, like, you really swan dive into this one with this kind of film, it really was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I kind of do definitely, like, want to see it again because I feel like there's just so much that I, I might have missed to the film, too. Yeah. But yeah. not in a bad way. And like a good way where it's like, oh, maybe I could find some little Easter eggs here and there. And also I just looked up real quick. So apparently, um, so it's Rin in the Japanese version, Lin in the English version. Um, she is actually spirit of the white fox. Oh, very cool. So there are these human-like forms, but they're not really human. I think um Chihiro is the only human that is there. Um, and everyone else is kind of like a um like a, uh, like in a human form or which what why wasn't she in a fox form oh well anyways but i think everyone else there is just kind of like a um a spirit in a human form kind of like haku i got it okay so what do you rate it oh man um i think i would give it an 8.5 okay i think i would give it 8.5 the only reason why is because i will say to me in the beginning, what would have made this film more perfect. And I really does. I do think introductions can have a very significant like impact on a film. I do think the introduction to the film was a little bit too drawn out. 
because it, it was like, it really took me like almost 45 minutes into the film for it to really grab my attention. Right. So normally it's like, I like that to be like, obviously nothing ever, no movie ever starts out and immediately your eyes are glued. It always takes a little bit of warm up. I think it could have happened more like a little bit sooner. I think also the whole getting to this fake building and things like that was a little strung out a little too long, mm -hmm. but I still really enjoyed the movie. And I also kind of wish with all these characters and stuff, there was a little bit more background to them. Yeah, that would probably be so I'm gonna give it an eight because my professional score is an eight. Because I really liked the characters. I thought the characters were very well developed. I do wish there would have been more of a background on like some of the creatures or even no face. I think it would have been a cool thing to see like where he came from. Um, but I like the relationship between Chihiro and Haku. I think that's probably the best part of the film. It's beautifully animated just the scenery yeah some of some of like I, I remember she was in a garden at one point and this film came out 20 years ago but it was still mm -hmm. beautiful and overall I think it's it's a very it's also still gross too I will say that with like the little sludge monster thing it's well, also still gross too even the the scene of like no face running when he's fat and he's running around the, that was not that was just gross Oh my god! I, like that little like weird translucent side to him and stuff. Like it was like he was kind of like oddly hollow looking, but oddly solid. It was just really gross. Yeah. So and the animation's obviously great. Um, the reason I'm gonna give it an eight, not because of the frogs. This is besides the frogs. You know, I don't think it's a movie I would watch a lot because it's a lot. Understandable. Like that, I, I think this would be a once a year, even maybe once every year and a half movie, just because it is a lot to take in, and it's the kind of movie you have to kind of pay attention to, in my opinion. Or you yeah, for um, sure, absolutely. So the rewatchability for me is not the highest, um, but other than that, I think it's a great movie. My unprofessional score, my bias, four out of ten. I couldn't handle the frogs every scene. Oh my god, Savannah! That's just the frogs, though. Besides the frogs, I like. Okay, wait. Are you four out of t wait? Whoa, four out of ten, including frogs? No, just the frogs. Oh, okay. Thank God. I yeah. thought your score was going to drop that low because no, no, no. of frogs. I, I don't. I'm. I'm not that crazy. I gave what the film deserved. The film. There was only one frog I like. It was that little tiny one. All the other ones were really weird looking. Like the one with the mustache. Yuck. Disgusting. Disgusting. But just the fact that they were just frog, like rock frogs, and just random pictures of frog, like unnecessary. An unhealthy amount of frogs, in my opinion. Why <laughs> frogs? I want to know why. I'm going to look that up. Why he picked frogs. I don't like it. He could have picked any other animal. Frogs. So for that, it's going to get a 4 out of 10 because there's a frog in every scene. Just the frogs gets a 4 out of 10. Wow. Okay. I mean, look. And it doesn't get a zero because- I, there's, I, I can't kids. reason with your trauma. I cannot reason with your trauma okay. and I'm not going to go there. 8 out of 10 professional yeah, no eight out of ten is good eight out of ten i mean the frogs weren't that bad I but I, like i'm not I gonna mess to with look, your trauma i just didn't like that i had to look at one every scene of the movie but they were stupid looking you know they weren't like creepy they were like oh those are some real they were reimagined and restructured so i don't appreciate it you gave me a new version of frogs not to like 
are um, at least animated frogs easier to handle than real life frogs? Yeah, I have no problem with animated frogs usually. It's just there were so many in this movie and so frequent. If there was just one, I wouldn't have even, I would have been like, eh. But just the fact that there was one in every scene was just very disheartening for me. Hey, you know, I I really think though with, um, we've made a lot of progress tonight, you know, with your <laughs> frog Things. yeah yeah like we've we've made progress like we 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 accomplished some goals tonight so so be proud of yourself kiddo you did good today you did good thank you i guess i could handle now i know right. I can handle it. there is one thing so that's it that that's the end of the reviews and stuff like that but there is one thing i need to talk to you about because it is movie related and i don't i'm putting it on the podcast You're and scary. i'm gonna get shit for it but i don't care so i'm scaring you yes <laughs> We need to talk about because I I want to know your opinion. Okay. And so many people might go, Psh, Purple Noon, screw them. Right. Or at least just screw Stephanie, because whatever of my opinion. Um, this. I get so it. here's okay. So here's my beef. Do you hear all this juju nonsense about the Snyder cut of the Justice League? The what? The Snyder cut. Of the Justice League. Like the movie Justice League? So, oh my god. What do you mean? There's going to be, from HBO Max, a four-hour long episodic presentation. And it is the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Now, here's my beef. The movie was already made. From what it looks like, they're not. It says there's no additional filming. Why is it costing them $70 million to recut a movie? Wait, are we talking about the same Justice League? We're talking about the one that sucked, yes. Why are they redoing that? Because apparently Snyder's like, no, you just that wasn't my vision. And now he (laughs) wants to release this. Dude, I I really just can't. I really can't. This isn't. Like Oscar nominated. I can't. And then they're like, oh no, like and then uh, Snyder. I don't I don't like Snyder. I don't like Snyder. Why is he he complaining about his vision? He's completely look, the movie came out, it happened, it over. Give it to someone else in 10 years, like how Hollywood does it. Why are you giving it back to the same person who did a doo-doo justice to it? Like and here's my thing. He goes, oh, no, it's going to be better. Why? Because we're adding another person, like a scene that was cut from it. Who? Jared Leto's Joker. Nobody wants to see that. I love Jared Leto, but I don't like his Joker. Not no. because of him, but because no, of the no, writing no. that they did for the Joker. Nobody likes his Joker. He's acting like that's a, oh, I got it. Nobody cares. Dude, I'm sorry, but it's just funny how he's just like, that's not my vision. You wrote you, you Justice League with Cyborg in the flat. Like, come on, you're not, you're not. So, like, and also apparently in this article, it says that apparently Justice League was actually supposed to like, um, let's see. It says Justice League underwent a lot of changes during its original production. Most notably during post-production, just months of its release, Snyder exited the movie. Wow. So Dude, you 
I'm sorry, but like at the end of the day, you want to recut it and stuff. You want to do that's fine, but in no way does it make sense for you to pay 70, 70 million dollars to recut it. Is he hoping that like saves it? But but here's the thing again. This movie came out like years, three years, three four years ago, something like three that. years ago. Why why now? Why do you think anybody's gonna care now? It's not gonna save the movie. The movie is deemed like the movie sucks. Everybody knows that movie sucked. I I just don't understand what all this hype is about. And I see so many people like, yeah, release the Snyder Cut. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, what? Again, we're talking about justice. You're acting like this is like the good fellas of superheroes. It's the Justice League. It's the Justice League. But also, if it's like, look. Please. If it's it's not like okay, if it was something like with the Avengers series, like with Avengers, and this is so off topic to what we were talking about, but I don't care. Like with Avengers, I thought all the Avengers movies were good except for Civil War and Age of Ultron. If they wanted to go back and recut it, I'd be like, yeah, because all the other stuff is good compared to those two, in my opinion. But I don't like anything Zack Snyder has done, and he's like, no, let's recut it. It's like. Bro, <laughs> when are you going to learn? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't want to see... Uh, I don't want to see any more work from the guy who's who made Le- Legends of Guardians, the Owls of Ghoul. <laughs> like, I don't want to see any more of it. I just don't. I really don't. Really? Look, if it ends up being good... Okay, wait a minute. But- Let me ask you a question. Isn't this the same guy that made Suicide Squad? Um, Did he make Suicide Squad? I don't think he made Suicide Squad. No, he made Man of Steel, and he made um. Oh, no, he made Batman versus Superman. He's that one. Yep. Yep. That movie sucked. Oh, I'm gonna get hate for this, dude. I I, I remember when I saw this movie. That first of all, the movie was three hours, forty five minutes in, into it, I was like, I want to go. <laughs> three hours. I sat three hours. I remember it like yesterday. I sat three hours in a movie theater. And the movie sucked so bad. You know how you know how frustrating that is when the movie sucks and it's a long dude. That's how I felt with um Suicide Squad. Literally, I was like, too. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like literally, like I I I literally because it was sucked because Suicide Squad had fantastic soundtrack. So like for the first thirty minutes of the film, I'm like, all right, this is a good setup, and it tanked. It so tanked. Like and meanwhile, like this guy has made three hundred, but what else has he also made? Watchmen, which now has been beaten by the TV show, which is superior, but like, which is so much better. And then Sucker Punch. He made Sucker Punch? You're telling me the guy who made Sucker Punch and then Legends of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. You you gave him a superhero franchise? I can't. I really can't. Given this man scripts. I want to know who hired this guy. And everyone liked Man of Steel. I didn't like it. And I was so pissed at the directing because everything was shaky. I I thought Man of Steel was okay. I didn't I think it, was, it really was the shaky. I, I'm the type of person where I'll scream at a movie and I'll be like, put it on a tripod. <laughs> put it on a tripod. If it doesn't need to not be on a tripod, then that's fine. But if it needs to, if, if, if you want to have, like, if you're not moving around and stuff, put it on a tripod. Henry Cavill deserved it better. He deserves so much more. Than he that. deserves so much Manitou more. Because was, was all right. I didn't think it was... It's definitely not... Okay, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I don't really like Marvel that much. I think it can be corny. I think it's fun though. Mm-hmm. But DC is just dragging their name through the mud at this point. No, like they were so high. They were so high with the Dark Knight trilogy. Well, they and then what did we get? Who did they give it to? Christopher Nolan. They redeemed themselves with Joker. Because they redeemed they it to, with with to an acclaimed director. But who did they give Man of Steel to? Zack Snyder, who was clearly not qualified to be doing this. Dude, I can't just imagine being in the movie. It's like, okay, we're going to do a Superman series, right? It's only been like less than five years since the last Superman movie. <laughs> but here's what we're going to do. We got this director. And the head honcho goes, what has he made? He goes, Legends of the Guardians, <laughs> the Owls of Gold. I can't. I really can't. And they really said green light, green light and go. I really can't. He made Sucker Punch. Which, you know, I will say, out of all his films, I do sort of kind of like Sucker Punch in a way where it's like, oh, it's a train wreck, but I don't want to look away. Like, there's some aspects of Sucker Punch. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. But whenever they go in that dream world crap thing, I hated it. Weird. Sucker Punch is so weird. Oh, my God. Oh my god. I can't. I mean, good for him for climbing up, I guess, you know? Good for him for getting up there. At what cost? <laughs> Seventy million dollars. <laughs> At what cost? And like, let's be honest, everyone knows DC sucks. Everyone knows yeah. the last few DC movies. At least Marvel was consistent. With like, all right, the real test here. The real test here. What was worst, Justice League or Aquaman? Did you see? Aquaman? Oh my god, I I didn't, but I don't need to even see it to know that it was a monstrosity of a movie. Because <laughs> I saw Aquaman. Dude, the minute they were like, "Let's put an Amber Heard," I was like, "You gotta be." You gotta be kidding me. I don't like Amber Heard. Even before all the Johnny Depp stuff, I never liked her. I never even knew who she was. I never liked her. She it, it always just I always I always looked at her eyes and I was like, there's something funky in her soul. <laughs> like there's something, <laughs> there's something up. Um How do we feel about Wonder Woman? You know, actually, fun fact, I haven't seen the one the Wonder Woman movies. The, I the haven't show. seen it either. I haven't seen it either, but I, yeah, I, I mean, know. it's okay. I can't. I really that. wanted, like, because my version of Wonder Woman in my head is like a buff woman, like someone where you look at her and you're like, I'm dead because I she's mean, so buff. If we're going to be honest, though, like, Gail, like that, that Gal Gadot, Gadot, Gal Gadot, Gal I think she's probably the closest thing to Wonder Woman because the other Wonder Womans were like these little beauty queens. I mean, look, I, I will say in terms of how she carries herself in and out of the movie, I will say Gal Gadot is a very good choice because she actually has military training because she was in Israel and um, uh, most uh, people who live in Israel have to go through military training. So she yeah. actually served in the Israeli army. Um, so I think like that's super cool. And I think that that was a great quality. But man, I was really hoping I wanted Gina Carano. I really wanted like some MMA fighter, some 
beefy woman to play Wonder Woman. Like, I think more so, like, maybe a Gina Carano would have worked for, like, She-Hulk. But I just really wanted a buff, a dummy thick Wonder Woman. (laughs) That makes sense, though. Like, it's just, like, all these women are so pretty. And it's, like, I feel like if you flick them hard enough, they'll fall over. But I, I really just wanted, like, some... Like, like in the moment, like it would be the type of thing where it's like, if you saw this woman walk through the door, you would think that you would hear like douche, douche, douche with every step that she took. Right. Like that was how I envisioned female superheroes to be as buff as their male counterparts. I mean, I, I would like to see that one day too. One quick thing before we sign off. You don't That's have fine. Any- this is, this is all a bonus. This is all a bonus for missing out on so much. <laughs> you know how much crap I get for saying I don't like Batman Ben Affleck? Do you know how many people have said to me, oh, he he's the Batman we needed. He he. Oh, what what, what, what Christian Bale was the was the great was the perfect Bruce Wayne. But Batman was we needed Ben Affleck. Like, shut up. Ben Affleck is like 43. He looks <laughs> tired. He was never. A he Batman. really does. And I, I never, never saw him in person. He really <laughs> does. I will say, though, I will say dude's a tank. He really is a tank. Like, I'm always, like, I never really thought, like, oh, like, you know, he's a, like, I never looked at him and thought, oh, yeah, he's tall. No, when I met him in person while working, he's, like, 6'5", and his shoulders are, like, a foot long. Like, no, not a foot long, but, like, they were, like, football field. Like, he, like, he's, he's a giant. Like, he is a big guy. So I could totally see why. And I could totally see him playing it, but not the way it was done. Dude, I don't. I didn't like him as Batman. He was too emo. <laughs> oh no! Wait, I can't say that. Do you? I. I have a feel like. Do you see the makeup on Robert Pattinson? That's gonna be an oh, emo no, Batman. He, I. I'm excited to see that. I don't know how I. I think it, it'll be fine. I like Robert Pattinson, um, but I didn't buy him as Batman. Pattinson? I, no, Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. I just didn't buy him. Like, I, I could see it at some points, but there were other points where I'm just like, this isn't working for me. It's just not working for me. I, yeah, yeah. I, I But I also just, I blame that on Snyder. That could be Because if you're saying, I could see, like, he looks like Batman in his costume. I'll give him that. Like, he does look pretty buff and, like, built like Batman. But mm-hmm. I think my point is, every time, you know, every time I bring up I don't care for him as Batman, everybody attacks me. No, nah, you don't deserve that. Everyone's like, oh, but he was the one we needed. Like, like as if like this guy was like the holy grail of Batman. Like, no, no, I don't. I don't no, know. it's also like how I think like um, Henry Cavill is a great Superman, but I still don't think he was able to do justice because he wasn't given the amount of work to give him to give the character justice. I think the reason Christian Bale worked out so well is just because the movie itself was fantastic it was a well-written movie it was a well-written movie that relied mostly on um practical effects rather than cinema rather than cgi which makes a huge difference to how the movie is viewed i mean look at tenet where they literally blew up a plane because it was cheaper than trying to cgi a plane being blown up right no i i just think that like in terms of like batmans and stuff it really does does come down to the director and what the actor is given. Because mm-hmm. I do think maybe Christian Bale wouldn't have been as great 
if he wasn't given the tools. Oh, if he was given a Zack Snyder, we'd be saying the same thing right now. Exactly. Doesn't wear too old. Nothing against Ben Affleck. Yeah, he looked a little tired. Maybe he wasn't night vision. <laughs> yeah, are you are you just perpetually thinking about the image of him like looking exhausted while smoking? Is that what you mean? <laughs> like you know that image of talking okay, about? Okay, before I saw him as Batman, I did see a few images of him just looking like like a train wreck. So I think going into the movie, I just looked for that and I found it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nothing against him. It just it didn't work for me. Maybe because of that, I don't know. But oh. Poor Benny. <laughs> Poor Ben. <laughs> that reminds me of when I was uh, talking to a makeup artist while on set. And she was like, hey, Steph, can you help me clean this uh, trailer up? And it was because Ben Affleck was going to be in the trailer. And I was like, oh, is this trailer going to go to big boy Ben? And she looked at me and she was like, you do not say that. And I had the audacity to look at her and go, do I not say Ben Affleck or do I not say big boy Ben? And she was like, both. <laughs> She was cool, though. She was totally cool. But luckily, no one else was around to hear that because I would have been scolded at. I think that was fun. Funny. That was that I was pretty funny. Mm hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other uh, superhero stuff. I think, you know, um, you know, if this ever catches on, like if more people listen to us, we're going to get roasted. We can say the stuff now because it, we're at a point where it's like I'm just gonna some somebody some some Batman fanatic somebody that is obsessed with Gail get they're gonna or or you know the Zack Snyder cult if that's a thing oh my god they're gonna come for us there literally are like shirts at Hot Topic that's like release the Snyder cut and it's like dude you want four more hours of that you just want yeah I I no one's gonna make me watch that again I saw it once that was enough really it really is just so oh, okay so it i think the last thing we should talk about before we end our little bonus section of this is so since you are talking about superhero films name some superhero movies that you think are actually really good like in your opinion oh all right give me a second so I obviously think- we have the 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 trilogy the dark knight trilogy i like I said, I don't really care for Marvel that much, but I do like Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. because I think it's one of those movies that, like, it really shouldn't take itself seriously, and it doesn't. Yeah. So for me, that's a good one. Um, I don't know about the movie, but I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I really like the second one with Jake Gyllenhaal. I love Jake Gyllenhaal, so I really, like, I, I also just really thought the second one was really, really good. Yeah, I agree. Away, far Away From Home, I believe, was the name of it. I agree. I liked the second one, too. I thought it was fun. That one was good. And I really liked Gyllenhaal as the villain. Gyllenhaal needs to be in more movies. In spite, more movies in general. He just needs to be more movies. That's it. More movies, yeah. but preferably, like, he could definitely be in more superhero movies, too. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, like I, like I said, I'm really not... Uh, Joker. I mean, Joker is, like... Next is is kind of like in the realm. Of, I didn't know. To the, me, I didn't know that was a, an option, but yeah, definitely Joker. Oh, for sure, it is still. They got the DC logo on it. Um, I would still definitely count it, but that's that. Yeah, that Joker. Like it, it's almost like when DC does do it, they go all out. But it, it seems like it's also not under their control. Like I don't think the Dark Knight trilogy had a lot of input from DC or from any higher up executives that got in the way of Nolan's vision. And same with um Joker. 
But look at those are the two best films. Like just yeah. objectively speaking, not because of anything trust else. Trust directors. People gotta trust directors and their vision more. Like nothing good ever comes out with like a whole team going, hey, you know what? We want this director, but let's ruin his vision. Yeah, except for Schneider. That guy. <laughs> oh God. Look, I'm gonna give the Snyder Cut a chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a you chance. I'll know. give it a fair if, shot. If it's worth it. Just let me know, but I really don't want to spend another four hours because I've mm-hmm. seen it. I've seen the it was you know it is what it was. So mm-hmm. I don't really know how much more he could have like. I I don't I mean Jared Leto okay cool but uh Jared Leto was done so dirty though Jared Leto is such a good actor he really he was is. really done so dirty dude I can't stand Harley Quinn I will not watch the next Harley Quinn movie I just I saw, think it's so I saw Birds of Prey what did you think. I think she's very talented, but whatever storyline. Oh, but but McGregor was great in that movie. I will say he's great in everything, though. Was, I love you, and he was he was fantastic. But I I do think the story they gave her was kind of stupid. I I think it's one of those things like Jared Leto. I don't think they give her the material she deserves. Yeah, no, I think Margot Robbie is a fantastic actress i just don't think that sadly with all a lot of these superhero films they don't give a lot i think like something like guardians of the galaxy it's not the most serious film but they give the actors and they give the writing what it needs they don't kind of like cram corners like guardians of the galaxy wouldn't work as a serious film in my opinion it needs to be like the light-hearted yeah no, um, that's comedy. Like but also guardians of the galaxy actually has really great filming like the the I really love obviously the fact that they got Kurt Russell in it. Oh, I was dying. Um, but the <laughs> second one with Kurt Russell and the fact where the soundtrack that they use when they play um the chain by uh, Fleetwood Mac and Great they song. they do the whole scene where that whole scene though is done fantastic. Like and all the intros to Guardians of the Galaxy, like they have like just really good directing in it. I agree. No, um, but. Yeah, I I really think that if they brought some of that, I do think the problem with Harley Quinn specifically for I don't for anybody that saw Birds of Prey, it was very cutesy. Where this person is like Harley Quinn is like clinically insane. Yeah. She's a psychopath for the most part. And you're making her like this fun, like quirky, like, oh my God, like I just like killing people. That's not who Carly, Harley Quinn is. Right? Like, ah, I'm just crazy. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> like, just... what she is though. She's like, oh, this fun loving psycho. But really like, it's, I, I do think she deserves a darker story. Like, Joker. oh, I just had an idea. I just had an idea. Because wasn't Harley Quinn working at like a mental institution where Joker was? Yeah, that's where he seduced her. Okay, but what if there was like a nurse ratchet type of thing? Like a nurse ratchet type of storyline with Harley Quinn? Perfect. Stephanie needs to be the director. DC, call me. You need me. You need me. Plus, you got to fill it. Hey, look, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but you got to fill in them diversity gaps. I'm a woman and I'm Hispanic. Fill them up, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. it. Sorry. That's it. Dude, done. Sorry. Oh, we give it to to, uh, Murphy. So give it to to Murphy, the guy who's doing Ratchet right now. I trust him. But if not, choose me. He would actually be a really good choice. He would be. He would be. Get Sarah Paulson in there. It's a it's an Oscar winner. Just throw her in there anywhere. Yeah. It's an Oscar winner. 
All right. This this is a different <laughs> turn, but I like it. I like the the talk. I like it. I like it. It's a little, little little nice bonus, a little well, I'll call it the little pop culture bonus at the end. Yeah. Um and literally someone's gonna be like, Oh, when I say Snyder Cut, and then I go, I hate it. <laughs> They're gonna just click oh, off. You know all the fans are gonna come for us. You know. It is what the it is. The cult is gonna come. Look, oh, I mean, look, at the end of the day, those sorry, movies. I called Ben Affleck tired. Sorry. I really it's like fine. Ben Affleck. He just looks like I love him. I love big boy Ben. <laughs> but that's how we refer to him on this podcast. Big boy if we ben. ever do a Ben Affleck movie, maybe we'll do Argo one day. Big boy Ben. Big that's boy it. Ben. For sure. I will say, though, even though he's tired, he's tired looking. Maybe he's anemic like me. But um, like us, of, yeah. You know what? That could be. That could. That could be. True. I will say in his defense, out of everyone who I saw in New Orleans with, during filming and stuff like that last year, um, I will say he genuinely, like he he has my full respect as an actor because even for a Jay and Silent Bob reboot, reboot movie, he got the script a week before filming, and he literally had every line down he had a full like 10 minute monologue down and didn't miss a beat it was so incredibly impressive and now i know why like it like actors like him like get picked like over and over again for these movies because they're very easy to work with like he knew his lines like he knew his lines he knew how to do the performance and i think they literally did like less than three takes and it was just because they had to do it from different angles and stuff so that was like yeah, he's a great actor. He really is a great actor. Yeah, we stand Big Boy Ben on this podcast. We stand Big Boy Ben. Just not uh, as not as Batman. Yo, him as Daredevil though. He got my heart. <laughs> Eventually, I would like to review Gone Girl. So, Ooh, yes, I think that's good. Um, uh, all right, my computer is gonna die. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's wrap this up. What are we doing next week? Ooh, I don't. I know. Let's see. Let's pull up the list. Um, why did I pull up my school email? I'm a little dummy. I'm sorry. Not that one. Um, do, 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 do. What's that song? Sing it again. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I thought I knew. It's a it's a it's a violin song. Okay. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um I know we talked about um So we already did the triple threat. What else were we going to do? We had mentioned earlier a movie. Tusk. I think that'd be fun to review. Tusk. What else do you want to do? What else can be categorized? Tusk and Jaws. Is that all about teeths? <laughs> Tuscan Jaws. The teeth episode. <laughs> teeth. That's just the name of the episode, Teeth. It's just us talking about, even though Tusk aren't teeth. But do you want to do Tuscan Jaws? I feel like that would be because Yeah, Tuscan okay. Jaws. Um, I also wanted I know there was another creepy movie we were gonna check out along with that. It was like a creepy Japanese movie. I don't know what it was. We, I think I had mentioned like something about doing like maybe like a Junji Ito film, but then I kind of saw the quality of it and I was like, no, thank you. Oh, okay. All right. So um, let's do Jaws and Tusk. I'm down. Is there any like, oh, I totally forgot the Brando movie I want to see. 
Okay. The Spooky Brando movie. All right, let's do that then. Okay, so Tusk, Jaws, and Brando. Wow, what a combination. What a lovely combination. Oh, but wait, you know what's on the criteria? We could always do that the week after. Well, well, what? Extra spooky week. Night of the Living Dead would have been a good one. Which one, George Romero or Zack Snyder? You really think I'll bring in Zack Snyder? (laughs) Imagine after we just trash this guy. Oh, no. Yep, we're going to review his film next week. Woo! Oh, my God. Okay, so you want to do. did you say Dawn of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead? Night of the Living Dead. I think we should do Night of the Living Dead, Tusk, and Brando. And then we can save Jaws for the week after because I do think Jaws is a fun pick. Mixed okay. Up. And then – all right. All right. I, I see. I see. And then we'll figure out what we'll do with uh, Jaws and, and stuff like that. We could figure um, out. We could do like maybe like a classics week. So we could do like Jaws. What else came out during that time? 70s. Ooh. Um, oh, Poltergeist. Let's do Poltergeist? let's do Spooky Spielberg. Spooky Spielberg week. Okay, and then maybe for a third, if we're feeling it, Poltergeist two. <laughs> no, okay. no, no I'm kidding. The third kind, Richard Dreyfus. Oh, I'm writing it down. Jaws, Poltergeist, and I sound like a little secretary. Um, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. All right, perfect. So next week. Night of the Living Dead. Night and Brando film. film. What's the Brando film called? Wait, next week? Um, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Um, okay. Night of the Living Dead, Tusk, Brando, and a Brando film. And then after it. that, it'll be Jaws, Poltergeist, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Love it. Awesome. What class? I think it's like the Night Ringer. Or, no, that's a, that's a, what's his name? Uh, the guy who made scanners that's the guy who made scanners uh brando i know it's something like night okay i'll just text you and then you can tell me night hold on i gotta let the people know then nope that's a is that it no let's just go on the criteria i'm sorry guys i gotta give you the i gotta give you the the correct information brando could you imagine if they took the night comers the Nightcomers. All right, let me the write the Nightcomers. Down. Sorry if you hear my clickety clackities. It's okay. Um, the night- <laughs> All right, so next time you guys will hear us. Hope you enjoyed this uh, extra long little thing thing. Um, but the next time you guys will hear us, we will be talking about Night of the Living Dead, Tusk, and the Nightcomers. What a smorgasbord, you know? Shout what out a nice to- little Halloween medley. We're doing great. This is good. This is great. Uh, <laughs> shout out to homeboy james and shout out to sensei david forever and always oh and by the way damn i should have mentioned this in the beginning um so if you guys are interested i actually um on our patreon for the dollar patreon there are 31 dollar patreons available and essentially if you grab that and if you do the one dollar option um that's automatically a shout out in every episode until we die yeah so pretty good deal pretty good deal we're we're that's a i think like that's, to, i think that's a, a a steal that's really really good that's really good because if we got like joe Lo, joe joe logan joe rogan level views and we still psh, damn we just have to make it crazy yeah pretty crazy who knows you might be talking to uh the woman who's going to do this weird 
Harley Quinn's and Nurse Ratchet thing, and she could say your name. That's true. That's very true. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the point where the coffee is all out of my system, and it's time for me to go to bed. So next time you see us, we'll talk about uh, Night of the Living Dead, Tusk, the OG Night of the Living Dead, not the shitty Snyder one. Sorry. Tusk and Nightcomers. Love you guys. Good night. Bye. Bye.